On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, he'd have always got the good oil, pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. Welcome to Monday's Experts on this Monday, of naturally, and, and it's an opportunity as always to find out a little bit about the story behind a name and uh, a name that we've seen been popping up in our form guides for many a year, especially in that uh, southern part of New South Wales and when the opportunity has been had to come to town is Kim Davison. And Kim, of course, trains there at Albury, and I thought with the country championships in full swing, and later this week I'll be in Albury uh, for the big luncheon. They're having a commercial club luncheon for their big gold cup, and I'm going to be uh, hosting that lunch with Gay Waterhouse, Danny Beasley. It's going to be sensational. I thought, why not focus on a trainer from that part of the world this week? And as I said, everyone's got a good little story. Kim joins me now. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Very good, mate. Looking forward to having this little chat with you in the next little bit here on Sky Sports Radio. Mate, tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Did, did you always, or have you always been around that southern part of the state or elsewhere? Where did you grow up? No, no, I uh, grew up in South Australia, Adelaide, um, in a, a place uh, called Plimpton Park, right next to Morfordville Racecourse, and um, uh, spent time there. Um, so I lived in South Australia till I was about 22, then a, a couple of years in WA playing football over there um, in the Western Australian Footy League with West Perth. And uh, then I caught the bad injury when I was about 25 and that finished footy and um, always had interest in horses. So just worked so I could slowly get myself into the, uh, the racing game full time. Okay, so what was life like growing up there in South Australia right beside Mil- Morfordville? Yeah, very good. Um, a trainer, um, Alan Curtis, that trained uh, from Wagga and um, Albury back in the 80s, <clears throat> was friends of the family kind of thing. And uh, when I was about nine or ten, he took me under his wing and uh, mid-60s went down to Bart Cummings' stables um, at St. Leonard's there. And, you know, with horses, Galilee, Lightfingers and all that kind of stuff, the best of the best uh, when you're nine or ten. I just fell in love with the horses and... Uh, yeah, got the bug and that was it, I suppose. What did you fall in love with them about? What was it about them? Because some people don't like them or don't, you know, it's, I think it's a certain type of person that falls in love with them. Yeah, I was a skinny little runt at that stage and, um, you know, I think Alan thought, oh, I'll make this, make this bloke a jockey, but as time went by, um, got way too heavy for that. And just the animals, just, just the attitude of them and everything else, yeah, it was just one of those things. Um, yeah, so I, I got the bug and that was it. When you went uh, back to Adelaide or back in, you know, back home, and then the, the opportunity to move, was you doing anything in racing early days before you played the footy? Like, were you working in stables or anything like that? No, no. Um, Mum and Dad actually worked on the race course at uh, TAB and for bookie, bookies, clerks, and all that kind of stuff. So, yep. as we were kids, um, I virtually spent every in summertime, especially every uh, Saturday afternoon, just wandering around the race course and looking at the horses. Um, while they were working away, and um, yeah, it was just just as it evolved. I just really fell in love with the horses, and um, as I got older, I thought, well, some I'll work my way so that I can hopefully um, get to do do what I'm doing now. Where did you play position in in footy? Uh, I was a rover, so I had um, three years at Glenelg in uh, the South Australian Footy League before I went to Western Australia. Um, uh, back in the late 70s and then a couple of years, 80, 81, uh, West Perth and that. Um, yeah, and as I said, got a bad 
leg injury there and that finished that. So um, then I uh, thought, well, right, what am I doing now? Uh, and I was running takeaway food stores, Red Roosters and that. Um, and uh, as time went by, they opened some stores in Albury and Albury-Wodonga and I was sent up to open them and I thought, right, now I can work my way. Alan was training here and started... Um, working in the mornings with him uh, full time, or not full time, but uh, for four or five hours before you know going off to work at uh, at the food store. And uh, yeah, as it evolved, I was able to uh, take out my license. I think in year two thousand, and, and yeah, um, fantastic. Been full time since then. So when you went to Perth, were they obviously you? That was a like a signed contract. You got a bit of quid. Yeah, money wasn't all that big back in those days, but that's um, all right. But it's good to reflect. What were you, what, what do they used to pay you to play a game? Um, back there, I think uh, the contract when I went over there was only 200, 200 a game. Two hundred uh, a game, and they give you like a house and uh, like place or place to work during yeah, the week. Yeah, co- accommodation was looked after, and um, they found you a job. Just you know, just a job while I was over there. So that was eighteen months kind of thing. But um, it was a great time we had over there with the young blokes and a couple of good footy trips. Um, one yeah. to Singapore and one to Hawaii. So. You know, as a youngster, that was very good. Hundred sure. percent, yeah. No, you, good memories, and I guess. Well, and you sort of did touch on this. So while that was all going, you obviously were still keeping your eye on a form goal. Were you much of a punter? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, always had a little little uh, bet. Um, well, all along since I was about eighteen, I suppose. Um, it's just been part of my life. Uh, you know, younger you go a little bit silly at times, but as you get older, you get a little bit wiser, and you can make it work for you. Yeah, exactly. So always following the fields and, and, and whatnot. Were you a good judge? Uh, when I was in Western Australia, I, Colin Hayes used to always be killing them with the two-year-olds. So uh, I think it was about 9.30 in the morning, the first races had come over on and we'd go down there and might have $50 all up, one into the other kind of thing, and we had yeah. a pretty good bit of fun with those. So you were just the king because all the boys had been following you in. Yeah, yeah. They said, how come you come up with these? I said, oh, he's always always got the two-year-olds up and going, so we'll just play around with them earlier on. And, and then, But it made a very long day, especially if you went to Ascot races, because you'd be going from 9.30 in the morning until um, yeah, 6 o'clock at night. <laughs> uh, and by the way, that voice you can hear is Kim Davison. We're chatting with him today on Monday's Expert. So you mentioned, Kim, that you're working for Red Rooster, uh, headed over to Albury-Bodonga. They're opening some new stores. They wanted you to, to run them for them. So... It's funny, like you're going there with the, I guess, under their intention that right, you're um, you're going to be working for Red Rooster, you're going to be doing this, and, and who knows, they might have opened more stores elsewhere into the future, and you might have worked for them. But you had this sort of plan in your head that right, you were, you were sort of, oh, I don't want to use an old cliche, but it sounds like you were coming home in a way. You felt like you wanted to sort of base and ground yourself at um, at Albury slash Wodonga. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um... Um, with with uh, with the work with the, the chicken chopper, it was to um, get my foot back in the door properly and um, learn as much as I could. And um, Alan was very good. He had a very good horse called Dazzling Duke back in the mid eighties. Um, won some Group One races around Campaign King's time and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And um, um, yeah, it was just once I got up here, I, I, I could work my way into. Um, Going, going into the training kind of thing, and had a few contacts, and yeah, just slowly built up from there. And what about working with horses? So you obviously hadn't been near the horses from um, Perth, to, not, or had you sort of been doing a little bit of work here and there? Yeah, I've been doing a little bit of work here and there, just popping down, and um, you know, I'd, I'd, even when I was in Melbourne, I spent uh, ten years in Melbourne uh, with Red Rooster before coming here, and um, I'd come up on weekends off and help Alan and 
if he had runners in Melbourne, go down there and see him and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I was always kind of involved and uh, just working my way so I could get into it full time. Did you ever... Um... I mean, obviously, you know, you, you would have been on a good wicket with Red Rooster. You, you know, you, that's your life. You're sort of going on. But you've got other, obviously, dreams, aspirations to do something else. Did you think you'd ever get into the position that you're in? Or at the time, were there a few moments of, you know what, maybe I'm just not going to do that. And I've got a good job here, got a company car probably. And, you know, I'll just keep trucking along and not meant to be. No, no, I was... Well, I still am single kind of thing. I was single all the time, so I didn't have to worry about wife and children and all that kind of stuff. And I'm an out, outdoors kind of person, hands-on, and um, I just just was working my way so I could do what I am doing now. It was always a goal to do do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we finally got there, I think, uh, around the year 2000. I think we went full-time, so, yeah. so it's been going for 20-odd 20 uh, years now. So in relation to starting off at uh, Albury Wodonga, how did you how did you get those first stables? Um, I just rented rented stables, uh, the complex down there on Dallinger Road, or Racecourse Road. Um, just rented stables there, started off with five or six boxes, and I think uh, one stage we got up to about 18 horses, Um but we've cut back now down to I just work with six or eight, do most or do all the groundwork myself, and race day get someone to give me a hand, and I've got a couple jockeys, uh, Simon Miller and Tegan Walsnop, come over and ride work for us. Is it was it too hard just with the the eighteen? It went just just too much, too many moving parts. Sorry, what was that one, mate? Was it was it too hard when? You started to get more numbers, 18? Was it just too um, many moving parts? Not, not so much too hard, but it's, uh, like everyone, it's just very difficult to um, get reliable staff all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, some owners kind of are a little bit slow, so that makes it a little bit hard. You're always chasing. The more you got, the more you're chasing. And, um, yeah, getting track work riders is still the hardest one. Um, if it wasn't for Simon and Tegan, you know, we'd be in a bit of trouble, but uh, we're getting through at the moment. Yeah, okay. And we're chatting with uh, Kim Davison this morning on Monday's Experts. So, Kim, you starting off, you obviously had been around the, the horses, though, you mentioned with Alan, etc. But then in your own name and own right, do you remember your first winner? Uh, your Cello Mio, I think it was. Uh, it was a horse we bought out of Melbourne off uh, David Hall. Um, so I think it took about 12 months yep. to get the first one. 18th um, of December it was, 2000. Did I go right? Did yep, I go right? Yeah, what you were, mate. Um, yep, uh, uh, Uccello Mio. Uh, it was at Aubrey. It was a class one handicap. That's right. Yeah, yep, yeah. And uh, yeah, and we just slowly built our numbers up from there, and we've had some good years and some quiet years, like everyone. Um, but at the moment, uh, we've got a very good batch of horses, so we're really looking forward to the next 12, 18 months, two years. Do you remember your first runner? Oh, now you now you're working me. Uh, Maybe Captive Walk. Yeah, he's 100%. No need to phone a friend. And that was at Albury. That was the 26th of September, 1999. So you're right. There was obviously a 12-month period before your first win. Did that play on your mind? Um, uh, you're starting off with they were all young horses, you know, having their first starts and all that kind of stuff. So um, you knew there'd be a little bit of a period where um, you'd be... You know, you're hoping to get a winner, but, you know, it takes a little bit of time kind of thing. So it took a little bit longer than anticipated. But um, I think pretty quickly we had a pretty handy horse called Our Winner. I think he won grand second his first start and then won about three in a row, and that got the ball rolling. 
once you get the ball rolling, um, what do you think your best horse has been? Has it been Armagun? No, the best horse I at, up to this stage, I think I've got one that might surpass them all at the moment, um, would be over, uh, Overdue. He, uh, I think he won about eight races and ran third in virtually the strongest Albury Cup, I think about six, seven years ago. Uh, it was a huge run. And the other very smart one that could have won more races was Vinnie Vega, but he was a bit of a cripple. Uh, I think he won about eight races and... Um, Barriers slaughtered him about four or five times, I think. He could have won about another four or five races. He, barriers. he was a good horse overdue. I went through his stats last night. Um, he was by Klangalang, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He uh, We bred him out of uh, Mare. We had over... over uh, Overture. Overture, yeah. I was, I've got that many overs. I forgot it. <laughs> um, yeah, he was the first one out of there and a lovely big black horse. Um, yeah, unfortunately, he had, uh, had a bad bleeding track at the track one morning and we, we decided to retire him there. So yeah. um, he, I think he still still had a good 12, 18 months ahead of him and uh, it was a shame that we had to stop him when we did. What about uh, some of your other horses? Um, you mentioned, well, what about Armagun? Yeah, he was a handy horse. He, as a two-year-old, he won his, I think, two or first three starts. Yeah. Um, he was only a little, little horse by Armadale. Um that didn't really train on from there. So um, I think he might have only had about 10 starts, 10, 12 starts for us. Because that's right, you picked him up, didn't you? Uh, oh, no, he, he moved on. He, he moved on to Robert Robert Lance, didn't he, after you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. But he, yeah. he, won, he won those first two races. Hospitals rode him, Brendan Ward. He won at yep, Wagger. Right. He won at Albury. Um, and, and, and around some good horses and, and obviously, you know, continued on his way. Do you feel as though you've changed as a trainer since these horses, since these O2s and O3s, and because obviously racing's got, I think, well, you, you can correct me here, uh, I think it's got harder. You need to have a better quality horse with what's going on yeah, with the prize sure. money. Um, so have you have you changed your methods? Yeah, methods have changed a little bit. Um, as And naturally, when you're starting off in your first two, three years, you've got so much to learn and all that. And um, especially the last 12, 18 months, um, a uh, couple of horses we train, you know, just entirely different uh, daily heads as a horse that, you know, we only ride once a week or twice a week and he's performing in career best form now. Um, he's just a horse that's hard hard to work on the track, so we do a little bit of treadmill walking and just throw the saddle on him once or twice a week leading into a race and he's thriving on that at the moment. Um, um, and a couple of the others, you know, you, you, learn, you learn not to working quite so much in summertime with the hot weather. It takes a lot out of them and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it just every horse is individual. And at the moment, as I said, I'm working with six or eight horses and I've got the time to spend on them. And, and um, yeah, I think it's, it's working way better at the moment. What about, um, and, we're, and we're chatting with Kim Davison this morning, Kim, what about some of the, the milestones and races you'd like to win in your career in the future? If you can. Well, I've got an aim saying we've run third in the Albury Cup, your hometown cup. I'd love to win that. Um, and now, naturally, with the championships and all these lovely country races you've got coming up, uh, to just upgrade the stock a little bit and uh, hopefully find one good enough to be uh, competitive or to be able to win one of those races. You mentioned before that you might have one that's better than them all at home. Is it Canny Hill we're talking about? Yes, it is, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, what's it about him, and, and and what? How did he pull up after that that run behind Bianco Volano? 
Yeah, well, you know, the barriers, if we could have drawn a barrier the other day, I think he finishes top three, no problem. Um, he uh, worked worked to get... Well, it didn't work all that hard to get across, but race a bit keen for the first half of the race. Um, he got stirred up a little bit behind the gates and... Uh, was still in front with 100 to go against the older horses, etc. And then he got beat three lengths in, what, half a second outside the course record. So he's done all the work and really, I, I suppose, he's entitled to drop right out. But he was there and battled on well. Um, if he, if that horse, if we can ever get a barrier with him, I think the last four starts he's had the outside gate um, where you smother him away, fourth, fifth, whatever else. And he's got a great turn of foot, I think. You'll see a re- very smart horse. What do you do with him now? Do you, do you try and take uh, He's had that... a bright week this week and yep. he's actually thriving. He was bouncing around on the track today. Um, so he's never raced against his own age group. Unfortunately, in this area, we hardly get any two-year-old races and oh, there's a couple coming up now, but, you know, you still black opals and all that. Um, and as three-year-olds, you only get one race in springtime until you get the all beginnings. Um, so there's... So I think uh, Saturday week there's a three-year-old 1,400-metre race at Flemington and you've got the Canberra Guineas the day after. So we'll nominate to there and hopefully draw a barrier in one of them and most likely turn up if we can get a barrier. Okay, so Canberra Guineas, maybe we might see, Matt. Possibly. Yeah, the Flemington or the Canberra Guineas. Flemington's um, 1,400 three-year-old race. So we'll just weigh up uh, barriers and, and how strong the field is and take it from there. Which is the better for you to travel to, Canberra or Flemington? Uh, there's only, only 15, 20 minutes in it. I think it's three hours at Flemington and Canberra might be just over, well, half an hour in it. Canberra is about three and a half hours, so um, uh, weather and track conditions will tell. Yeah, okay. And what gives you the, the confidence in the horse that he, he can be one of the best you've ever trained? Um, just some of the times he's done on the work, um, on, on work in work on the track kind of thing some mornings uh, and Simon's Simon Miller's always had a very high opinion of the horse and um, <clears throat> as we've progressed um, yeah I, I'm pretty certain uh, he's a very sound horse just the perfect size and everything else and he, he's just going to progress as time goes by yeah okay well Kim you know you're not one to really you know rap and and you know be big on the tip and whatnot but just hearing you speak about him you know he's he's obviously impressed you a lot and we can see that visually too from his two wins uh at Albury leading into that uh, country championships race I mean that uh they were they were so impressive and even that second win I think his second win back from the spell was even more impressive because he had to go from 11 back to a thousand but you were just chasing those rating points yeah yeah that's right <clears throat> and he drew wide there against you know, uh, I think it was a class two race, so they can all uh, get out and go. And he, he got across and sat outside the lead and then um, looked to be under pressure. And then when Simon gave him a little squeeze, he, he put a couple of them pretty quickly. So, um, um, And I, as I said before, his breeding, he'll, he'll definitely run 1,400. I know at the moment it looks like he's had two starts and um, hasn't finished in the placings, but uh, there was nothing wrong with his run the other day. And his first start was in Sydney where he had the breathing issue. So... So he's got a, you know, uh, the next one will really tell us, but I've got no doubt that he'll run 1,400. Uh, and obviously Albury Guineas, possibly too? Yeah, that all um, depends on what happens in a couple of weeks' time. So yeah. um, <clears throat> if he did win one of those ones, well, I think his benchmark might be too high then for the Albury Guineas. Yeah, so, okay. um, 
um, we might stop him then, I would say. So, uh, yeah, just what he does with his next next start uh, dictates whether he gets another one, I suppose. Anything is possible, mate. Anything. And, and what about uh, just, just on him and also to your other horses in the stable, uh, the, the people that are investing in these horses, as in the, the owners, uh, are they locals? Are they a lot, a lot of long-term clients? Yeah, both um, long-term clients and locals, and um, you know some people. Naturally, every stable's the same. You know, some people have dropped by the wayside and whatever else, but they've been. I've got some of these owners been with me virtually from day one. Andrew Christie, he's he's been in horses. Um, I think the first one he had was Loose Spirit back in either two thousand and one or whatever else. Uh, Jeff Harrison. Um, Michael Weirdle, Jack, they've been great supporters of us. So, um, no, it's very good for them. And they're in a few young ones that are coming through. One race yesterday was a little bit unlucky. Um, check side, he stormed home, got in a bit of trouble on the home turn and stormed home, ran fifth. He'll be a very nice horse. Uh, he's only a three-year-old. And there's an unraced one there that will turn up uh, at the carnival. We think will go quite well too. Okay. Well, look forward to seeing those colours go around, Kim. It was a pleasure to chat with you when I was down in Albury recently and I thought uh, it'd be good to hear the story behind the name. And there you know, mate, I had no idea about uh, the fact that you went over to Perth, you worked for Red Rooster, you found yourself back there in Albury and Wodonga and now you're training horses and you love it, mate. And I think uh, you deserve a good one and let's hope it's this horse or something else. No worries. Thank you very much and we'll catch up with you on Friday. Before I let you go, you can't get off the hook that quick. Oh, right. One more question, Kim. I ask all my guests this. If you were standing in front of an 18-year-old Kim Davidson, what advice would you give him? Just um, get out and follow your dreams and, um, you know, work hard at it and you'll get there. Thanks, Kim. See you later in the week. Okay. Thanks very much, mate. See you.